the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We're starting a new series today. We're talking about matters of the heart. Come on, how many know we all got some matters in that heart? Someone's got a little matted mess. Someone's got the word. Come on, we got things going on in the heart. We're going to be talking about matters of the heart. How many already get a heart check? How many already get a heart check today, right? Because the word is coming for us. All of us, all of us, okay? I've been studying the word, so I already know what's coming. I know it's coming, right? I know it's coming. But all the word is coming for us, and we all about to get a hard check. We're all about to get a hard check because it's all about your heart. It's all about your heart. Your heart attitude matters. Your heart matters, right? Because it's going to be good. It's going to be so good, right? Because I already was in the back like, bam, bam, bam. The word is coming for me. Why? Because we all deal with stuff, right? Life happens. We got things coming on, things that happen to us, but we can't allow it to give us a bitter heart. We can't allow it to have an angry heart towards God. We got to learn to manage, take responsibility for the condition of our heart. Doesn't matter what happened to you. Doesn't matter what kind of rejection. Doesn't matter what your ex said over you. It doesn't matter, come on, what your parents did, what that teacher said, what whoever said. We're going to deal with the issues of the heart through the Word of God. The Word of God is the only thing that's going to heal your heart, right? It's all about the heart. How many know Proverbs tells us? To keep a diligent watch over our heart. How many of us have been diligently watching over our heart? Or how many of us have been diligently watching YouTube? We've been diligently watching our favorite show, right? We've been diligently watching Grey's Anatomy. We've been diligently watching the Kardashians. We've been diligently watching how to level up on that video game. We've been diligently watching how to get shredded abs, but we never do it. We've been diligently watching. Come on, what have we been diligently watching? We need to diligently watch over our heart. Why? Because God is after our heart, and so is the enemy. And so is the world and its distractions trying to get your heart's attention, right? Proverbs tells us to keep a diligent watch over our heart. For out of it springs the issues of life, right? How many of us been having some issues spring up like a tsunami? Just issues. Your issues are spilling all over us. Your issues are spilling all over this world. Your issues are spilling all over the gram. Your issues are spilling all over TikTok. Your issues are spilling all over your algorithm that it's just feeding you deeper, darker issues. Anybody? Seriously, I've been going through some stuff, right? I've been diligently faithful, consistent in working out. And I've been going through some stuff physically. I've still been faithful. But let me tell you, the algorithm of Pinterest is feeding me food. Food, 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 food. And you know, all that Pinterest used to feed me was workouts. And I'm like, you evil demonic algorithm. Why are you trying to get me off, right? Can you believe that your algorithm knows you better than you? Your algorithm knows you over there feeling all lonely, feeling all chunky monkey. Your algorithm knows you feeling all desperate and thirsty. Your algorithm knows what you're feeling. 
Don't get scared because the, I told you the word was coming for you, right? I told you. I prepared you. The word is coming for all of us. Why? Because we're about to level up. We're about to break free from heartache. We're about to break free from the bondage of the enemy, the lies. Come on, the deceit. We're breaking up with all of that, and we're going to flow with the word of God, right? The word of God. We're going to let the word of God flow in all those issues, right? So how many of us know we got issues? Look at your neighbor and say, I got issues. You got them too. <laughs> I told you the word is coming. Calm down, calm down, right? Anyways, right? We got personal issues, right? We got health issues, financial issues, relationship issues. We got family issues. We got work issues. Some of us got the Kardashians issues because you so kept up. Anyways. We got political issues. We got worldview issues. Come on, we got end of the world issues. Why? Because all you're watching, all you're partaking of, all you're receiving is what? We got to ask ourselves, the issues that we have, that's what we're putting our focus on. That's what we're putting our eyes in. And there it is, seeds getting planted in our heart. Seeds getting planted in our heart. Some of you on the gram so much, on the TikTok so much, and there's seeds of jealousy being planted in your heart because you wish you had her life. You wish you had her likes. You wish you had her followers. You wish you had her family. Whoa, stop. Calm down. With a couple goals. I, you know what, guys? Guess what? I have been off social media. I always brag about this. I don't always, but I'm just saying. It's been like a year or something, so I don't even know what's trending. I don't even know what's hashtagging. I don't know anything. But you know what I know? My everyday life is bomb. My everyday life is content. My everyday life, I am satisfied with real relationships, with the people who stand in front of me, who are breathing and living and excited and passionate about life, right? passionate about Jesus. I don't, need to, I don't need to keep up with nobody. And I don't really need nobody to keep up with the fake me. You know that edited photo. It's like, why you got the phone like this? Because you want, it's 10 miles away. Why? Because that's the skinny filter. Dude, that's why we had the selfie stick. We all see you 360. We all know you don't look like that. Only you think you do. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. I came out the gate running, right? Because we're not going to be bound by these issues, right? We're not going to be held up by these issues. We're going to be free from them. We should not be Christians. Come on, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. The same power that rose Christ from the dead lives and dwells in us. And we respond the same as somebody who doesn't. We respond and fall apart and we act like, just like the world. Why? Because we're allowing our heart to be hardened. We're allowing our heart to be so distracted with all the issues. Okay, but not us. Come on, we came for the word so that we can turn it around, right? Right? We got issues and all these issues are matters of the heart. They're all matters of the heart. Proverbs 4.22 this is the message. Learn it by heart, says, dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my word in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They are bursting with health. 
Keep a vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all side show distractions. Watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither to the right nor the left. Leave evil in the dust behind you. Your heart matters. Your heart matters, right? Because that's where life starts. And if we're going to maintain a sensitive heart towards God, then we're going to have to get laser focus. We're going to have to get laser focus, not looking to the right or to the left. We're going to have to get laser focus on the Word of God. We're going to have to get laser focus on His will and His plan and His purpose for our life. We're going to have to get laser focus, right? Keeping your laser focus on your relationship with God the Father, with Jesus the Son, with the power of the Holy Spirit, and with the Word. Any one of us, look at your neighbor and say, any one of us, any one of us can become hard-hearted towards the things of God at any point in our lives. How? How? You want to know how? When we don't listen to the word, if we just flip what Proverbs just told us, it says guard your heart. When we don't listen to the word, when we don't tune our ears to the voice of God, when we don't keep the word in plain view at all times, when we don't concentrate, meditate on it, when we don't learn it by heart, when we don't discover the word of life, real life, in body and soul, right? Bursting with health. When we don't keep a vigilant watch over our heart, understanding that's where life starts. We got to keep a vigilant diligent watch of our heart because we have an understanding that's where life starts. That's where our thoughts starts. That's where we understand, like get an understanding of the word. When the word becomes alive to you, not when you're just coming in here, you can't understand what's going on. You can't understand that scripture. What do we need to do? We need to guard our heart. We need to garden out what needs to get out and we need to protect and guard the good, right? When we talk out of both sides of our mouth with careless banter, white lies and gossip, when we don't keep our eyes straight ahead, ignoring all the sideshows. How many know sideshows are calling for you? Sideshows, distractions, that those apps, the internet, you know, whatever it is. Sideshows are just saying, hey, can I have your attention? Can I have your attention? Excuse me, can I have your attention? Can I have your attention? Everything is fighting for your attention. The algorithm is so desperately trying to figure out what's going to get their attention. What's going to get their attention? What's going to get their attention? What's going to call them, right? But so is God. God's word, God's God is there. His, his, the Holy Spirit is there. God's wooing you. Ooh, whatever that means. <laughs> with the word. He's wooing you with the love of God. Love heals all. Love conquers all. You are so loved by God. And you're only going to discover that love, real love, true love, through the word of God. This is real love. Come on. We're looking for love in all the wrong places. Love is calling after you, Right? When we don't watch our steps and the evil road ahead is a wreck, we got to watch our heart. We got to diligent watch, dil, 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 diligently watch over our hearts, right? Because let me tell you, life can be hard. Anybody else? 
Seriously, <laughs> life can be hard, but it's our responsibility. No one else's. It's our responsibility to maintain a sensitive heart towards God, towards God, towards his word, right? Towards his voice, towards his will, his plan, his purpose, and his promises, right? A laser light beam. How many of you guys seen like a laser light beam? I used to love back in the day to watch American Chopper when they used to um, make uh, motorcycles. I, it was like the coolest show. I don't know. I watched lame stuff, right? But it was so cool when they got a laser cutter and this thing would just cut out and carve metal, right? The laser beam would be so laser focused that it could cut metal. It could cut through metal, right? When it's focused. Otherwise, the light beams will diffuse, right? And it won't be able to cut. It'll be dull, right? If it's not in focus. How many know that we need to get in focus, right? We don't need our light to be diffused. We need to get in focus. We need to get in focus with our relationship with the word. We need to get in laser focus, right? It's time to get laser focused about our relationship with God. When's the last time you spent time with God, right? Ladies be like, when's the last time you took me on a date? When's the last time God's like, when's the last time you spent a minute with me? <laughs> When's the last time we spent some time together, right? This came for me too because I'd be like studying the word, studying the word, what the people need, praying for people. And, other, and God's like, when's the last time you spent time with me for you? And I'm like, woo-wee, all right, all right, all right. I hear it, I hear it. What are we going to do? We're going to feel sorry? We're going to be, Bleh. no, we're just going to change. Don't be sorry, just change, right? That's, that's what true repentance you change the direction. You get an awareness, right? You get a check and you change direction. How many of you parents out there, when you challenge your kids, you correct them, right? You want them to what? Change directions. You don't want them to cry and feel sorry. <laughs> My mom hates me. No, she loves you. She loves you enough to speak the truth in your life and say, listen up, bud. You got to change direction because the path that you're headed is headed for destruction. And I don't want your life to be destroyed. God's got a greater plan and a greater purpose for your life. So when the word comes from me, you know what I do? Change directions. Change directions. I repent. Father, forgive me. And I change directions. True repentance means there's going to be some action that follows, right? Right? We, gotta, we have to make the choice to stop allowing the issues of life to distract us and make our hearts hard, our hearts hard towards God. Nobody wants a hard heart, right? No, we don't want a hard heart towards God. We want a soft and tender heart, passionate about the things of God. People will be like, how, long, how can you be here so long and still be so passionate about the things of God? Be so passionate about people when they be ugly, they be talking trash. You want to know why? Because I make a choice. <laughs> I make a daily decision that I'm going to choose to love God today if I feel like it or not. Let me tell you, the feelings are not always there. Like, ah, no, the feelings are not there. But if, you know what? My emotions can be all over the place. I'm a girl. I don't follow after my emotions. I tell them what to do. I say, listen up, we're going to church. Listen up, we're going to study the word. Listen up, God's got a plan and he's got a purpose. But let me tell you, when I was a little girl, I was a little girl. 
I knew that God had a plan for my life. I don't care if I was out there in the world being buck wild. I'd be telling people, God's got a plan for me. You know what? God's got a plan for me. You know, I was, I was dating this guy, and um, we started to get, like, a little bit serious. And he's like, whoa. He's like, remember, God has a plan for you. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, I need to tell you something. I'm like, what? And he's like, when you talk about God and you talk about the Holy Spirit, guys, I'm in high school. And he's like, and when you talk about going on missions and you talk about this, he's like, I want to tell you, when I was young, I went to this Bible school like VBS and I received Jesus and I received the Holy Spirit. So he's like, I can't take things further with you because God's going to use you one day. I was like, are you kidding me? You about to lose the best thing that ever happened to you, boy. Thank God that that boy was used by God in that moment. My life would have been screwed. <laughs> no. But anyways, I thank God for that moment. I thank God for that moment because I was always talking about the things of God. I was like, do you know Jesus? We know Jesus. Yeah. And who wants to know Jesus? That, it was just my thing. It was just my thing. It was like, I didn't care. I didn't care what people thought. And I, would, I just remember that moment. I was, I was always like, God's going to use me one day. Mm -hmm. God's going to use me one day. I know God's going to use me one day. I was just distracted by the things of this world. I was distracted also by religion. I didn't know how much God loved me. I only, I only knew how much I loved him. And that's why I thank God every day for Pastor Dan, for giving me the truth about grace. I thank God every day for giving me the truth of the word of God because it set me free. It set me free from that path of destruction. And I thank every God that I make the choice every day to choose him, <laughs> to choose him and be used by him in any way I can, right? Because you know what? Life happens. People leave the faith because they get a hard heart. Because life happens. Life happens. How come God took them? God didn't take them. You got misinformation. Right? How come this happened? What is a hard heart? Anybody know? A hard heart. I'm just stone cold. And so proud about it? No. What's a hard heart? Cold, insensitive, unfeeling, unyielding. Let me tell you, the enemy wants us to become cold, insensitive, unfeeling, unyielding, hard-hearted, heartless. Why you got to be so heartless, heartless, heartless? Let me tell you, it's, it's trendy to be heartless. It's so cool to be cold-hearted. You're just that single girl with a cold heart. No, you broke in. You're broken and letting the past label you. No, we're not going to be broken anymore. We're going to let God heal that brokenness in our heart. Amen? We're going to be restored to all that he has for us. We're not going to be stony and bitter, callous towards the things of God. Anyone been there? Come on. If you're telling the truth, all of us have been there in some way, at some time, in some point of our life, right? Anybody have a callous before? Anybody get a callus from weightlifting or working in the yard or just sweeping and mopping? Come on, let's be real. Anybody get a callus before, right? Let me tell you, does that callus start with a big old chunk of skin? Like all of a sudden you work out one day and the next day you got a big old chunk of skin. Like, bam. Guys be all proud of their calluses. Girls be like, I need some gloves. I, I, need, a, I need to get one of them little 
I don't know what you call it, just grade, cheese grade this thing away, whatever we got to do. You got callus all over your feet, they come out, they're like, we got a cheese grater. We don't want no kind of callus nowhere, right? But it doesn't just start out with a big chunk of skin, does it? It happens over time, layer by layer by layer by blister, then you squeeze the blister, there's the callus happening, forming, right? When we allow our heart to get a little callus towards church, towards the pastor, towards worship, towards the word, towards prayer, towards spending time with God, there are just a little bit and a little bit and a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit more distracted. And I don't give anymore and I don't help in the back anymore. And I don't, and then I don't even remember the last time I've been to church. And what's happening? Your heart's getting callous towards the thing of the things of God. And you know what the enemy? He's like, Yeah, I got them. What has he got you? He's got you trapped. He's got you offended. He's got you trapped, right? Letting our hearts be callous towards the things of God. This can happen to any one of us. There's not like just this elite level that it doesn't happen to anymore. It comes for all of us, guys. <laughs> Why? Because we get busy with life. We get busy and things happen. We get distracted. Anybody else? Like you just get distracted, right? If we don't guard our heart with all diligence, we live in a distracted society, I, don't, I, I drive by and um, the kids, the high school kids, you know, you know, you know you're getting old. Let me tell you when you're getting old. This is when you're getting old. Because when you drive by and the high school kids look like kindergartners, you're getting old. <laughs> First they look like, oh, you know, and then like, oh, look at those cute kids. I'm like, look at them like little kids. Watch where you walk in the street. They cross the street. This is what happens. I'm watching them. They're getting ready for to get on the bus. A whole bunch of kids, like 40 kids. And this is what they do. They look at their phone as they cross the street. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they need a cross guard. And I want to just stop and like make sure they get across. I'm like, no, they grown. <laughs> but that's when I realized I was getting older when the high school kids looked like kindergartners. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, the gap is getting large. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's coming for all of you. I'm just going to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy every moment of it, right? Yeah. But we live in a distracted society, right? We live in the technology age, right? I was, I've been around long enough pre-internet. Pre-internet. Pre-cable. We grew up with no cable. We had 10 channels. And you know what channels came in? Whichever the foil would get. They had these little bunny things, these little bunny ears, and we put foil on them. And however we would scoot them, that's the channel that was coming in that day. That's, that's when I grew up, okay? VHS, when you wanted to watch a movie, it came like this big. You put it in the VCR. And one day you got a rewind machine. It would rewind the video so you could watch it again. My mom was convinced that every single VHS Disney was going to be a classic she had saved them all for all her grandchildren one day. Sorry, mom, never got married. <laughs> That's step number one. <laughs> Anyways, 
but we're living in the technology age. I'm just saying like I grew up where we played outside, we played in the playground, we played out until the lights turned on and you had to come in. I grew up and I thought I was black. This is no lie, this is no exaggeration. I thought I was dark. I, I didn't know it was just because I never was inside. <laughs> I was just dark from the sun. And the more, I, the older I got, I'm like, man, I'm so light. And I got lighter and I got lighter. I'm like, man, what's happened to my skin? And then I'm like, girl, you don't never go outside. <laughs> you get some vitamin D, get outside. Anyways, we living in a technology age. Almost everywhere that you look, people are on some form of device. Everywhere. You go to the grocery store, you're trying to get some help with some groceries, and the person who's supposed to be helping you and checking out the groceries is talking to somebody with a little device in their ear. And they're looking at you like, what? Like, sorry, I didn't know you were on the phone. I apologize. Are you getting paid to work? Okay, right? Everywhere you go, you go to the, you go anywhere, you got kids with all these little devices. We got cameras, we got sunglasses because we too lazy to get our phone out and take a picture that your glasses, your little Ray-Bans will take a photo for you and they will upload it on snappity snap snap. Chat, chat. That's when it just, right? We got all these devices, they got in their hands, in their eyes, in their ears. What is it doing? wooing them, <laughs> distracting them, sidetracking them, amusing them, entertaining them. Let me tell you, we are even teaching babies and toddlers to always have some form of entertainment available to them at all times. You're like, don't cry, here's my phone. Just shh, 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 don't cry, here's your iPad. Shh. They don't even know how to not be entertained. You know what happened if we screamed in the back of the car? My dad said, girls! Man, his hand flew back there. Duck. The only form of entertainment we had was each other. Slug bug. Don't hit me that hard. Dad. Girls. That was true entertainment back in the day. But this is all we got for kids now. Here, shh, here's mom's phone. Shh, shh, here, here, be quiet. Here, I'm talking. We are training them to be entertained at all times. And then we are so sad when they become teenagers who are addicted to devices. We, come, we become so sad when they are teenagers and adults that are just like this. They got neck problems. They got posture problems. We got a generation that got a curved back. It ain't from bad posture. It's from this. I told you the word was coming for you. Is everybody okay out there? Y'all doing good? Everybody all right? <laughs> well, because we're going to raise a generation of world changers that are going to learn to be patient, and they're going to learn to be kind, and they're going to learn to use their manners, and they're going to learn to listen and obey their parents, right? Amen? We ain't just going to feed them entertainment. Let's feed them education. Let's feed them the word of God. Okay. Yes. We can use these devices to build us up spiritually. Anybody? Yeah. By having the word on repeat, on repeat all day. But if we check our screen time, it's going to tell us that it's not being all used up by the Bible app. <laughs> Anybody? 
Cox Cable is going to call you up and say, we need to return your money. You have not used any internet this week, this month. No, they're like, you've been over the internet. We need to extend your plan to a million dollars. Anybody else? I'm like, this internet is crazy. Now you need this device and that device. Anyways, the rants are, are going today because the, the word has to become relevant into our everyday life. And that's how we're going to have change. That's how we're going to see change, right? How much of it's spent on the Bible app? Uh, a sliver. How much, of it is, how much of it is spent on uh, social media? How much of it is spent on shopping? <laughs> how much of it is spent on video games? How much of it is spent on? You guys, I sometimes shop because I'm not spending any money and put things in the cart I can't afford. Why? Because I have time on my hands, I guess. We need to get all that laser focus, that extra time. Let's spend it in the word of God. Let's spend it dreaming about God's plan and his purpose for our life, for our families, for this church, for our community, for the world, right? Let's stop wasting time. Above all else, guard your heart carefully because your life flows from it. Let's look at a time when the disciples let their heart be hardened. The disciples... Come on, if the disciples can get a hardened heart, so can we. Mark 6, 47. Now when evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and Jesus was alone on the land, seeing the disciples struggling to paddle their oars because the wind was against them. At about the fourth watch of the night, 3 to 6 a.m., he came to them walking on the sea, and he acted as if he intended to pass them by. Jesus was a boss. He's over here walking by. You guys are right? You good? Mm -hmm. That's not what Jesus would do. <laughs> That's what it said. <laughs> Read the word. Right? But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost. Ah! And they cried out in fear. For they all saw him and were shaken and terrified. But he immediately spoke to them and said, take courage. It is I. He said, I am. Stop being afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind, the wind ceased as if it was exhausted by its own activity. And they were completely overwhelmed because they had not understand the miracle of the loaves, how it, how it revealed the power of his deity, but in fact their heart was hardened, being oblivious and indifferent to his amazing work. This this is crazy, guys. This is crazy. We always talk about Jesus and Peter walking on water. Like, oh my gosh, right? But we never talk about the disciples having a hard heart. We never talk about, we, we're like, why is Jesus throwing in the loaves? What, what are you talking about? We're talking about walking on water, but they, they didn't remember the loaves, right? They had experienced a great miracle, but their hearts were hardened. How? The disciples, they were in shock that it was Jesus walking on the water. They were in fear, right? They thought it was a ghost. They had just experienced with their own hands the miraculous power of Jesus, right? Feeding the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. Some, two fish and five loaves, sometimes that's not even enough for us. And Jesus fed 5,000 plus, right? We, when we relate to the natural realm more than we relate to the spiritual realm, we have a hard heart in that area. This blew my natural mind. 
Because I'm always about the miracle. I'm always about water walking power. I'm always about um, when Jesus said, go, uh, go into all the world, make disciples. And I'm like, yeah. And the scripture before that, he rebuked their hard heart. He rebuked their unbelief. Wait, what? Anybody else? Jesus over here rebuking their hard heart and still giving them the great commission. Still believing in them to get it done, right? We have a hard heart. If, if our norm is just the natural, we have a hard heart towards the, spirit, the supernatural. And we're missing out on God's best for our lives. This is our going beyond year. Do you believe that in every area of your life? How many of you believe it? I believe because I believe, yes. What did pastor tell us at the beginning of the year? If this was going to be our going beyond year, what did he say? He said, going beyond is not tied to your ability. It's tied to your belief. Belief starts in your heart. Belief starts in your heart. We got to guard our heart above all else. We got to get it fueled up with this is our going beyond year in every area of our life. God's taking us beyond, above and beyond all the natural. We're going to jump into the supernatural and not live our life in the superficial, right? When we see in the gospels, Jesus say, according to your faith, your trust, your confident expectation in my power and my ability, come on, to take you beyond, it will be done for you. Come on, what you believe, you become. What you believe, you manifest. And what you believe, you grow to be. What do you believe? Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus the Son? Do you believe in the power of the Holy Spirit? Do you believe in the truth of the Word of God? We got to ask ourselves, do you believe that you are loved greatly by God? Do you believe in His precious promises to you are yes and amen? Do you believe that you already have the victory in Christ Jesus? Do you believe that you are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony? talking about God's goodness, that he's brought you through that. You're not going to forget the fragments. You're not going to forget about the lows. You're not going to forget about the miracles that God's done for you, right? What you believe, you become. What you believe, you manifest. What you believe, you grow to be. Guard your heart. Get laser focused. Don't allow the enemy to rob you, distract you, lie to you, deprive you, drain you, and destroy you. Rise up, mighty one. You are chosen. You are chosen for this hour, for this time, for this generation, for this moment. We got to choose to believe. We got to choose to live our life on purpose. We got to choose to live in the supernatural and not settle for the superficial, not settle for the limitation that this world puts on us, right? Jesus lived in the supernatural, and he said, greater works will we do. Greater. How many are ready for the greater? Jesus said in John 14, 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do. Come on, because I go to my Father. Who's ready for greater? 
Let's go. I'm ready for greater. Guard your heart with all diligence. Get laser focused. Get single-minded. Don't be double-minded, unstable in all your ways. What does the world say? What does God say? What does the world, what is God? No, get laser focused. Get single-minded on God's word and his will and his plan and his purposes. We think if we experience a miracle that we will never doubt and we would never unbelieve again. But let me tell you, a miracle will not sustain you. Your heart's attitude, your heart's posture, your heart's stance will. Let's look at a miracle that the disciples experienced with Jesus right before their hearts were hardened. In Mark 6, 36. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the surrounding countrysides and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But Jesus replied, you give them something to eat. I love Jesus. <laughs> like, just read the red words in your Bible. We just need a Bible of red letters. You know, Jesus said, bam, 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 bam. That's right. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And they asked him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them to eat? He said, how many loaves do you have? Go look. And they found out that they had five loaves and two fish. Then Jesus commanded them all to sit down. Jesus commanded 5,000, sit down. <laughs> That's some authority. Sit down. By groups on the green grass, they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. He looked up to heaven and he gave thanks of praise, thanksgiving to the Father. Then he broke the loaves and he repeatedly gave to the disciples to set before them. He's breaking this loaf. This, this is the, you know, that Subway 12-inch foot long that just kept on going. It just kept on going. It's that tuna fish sandwich, just kept on going, just kept on going, right? With the two fish, he divided it up, two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 full baskets of broken pieces of the loaves and of the fish. Those who ate of the loaves were 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. So if you had 5,000 men, you had at least 5,000 women follow them. And 5,000 women brought a friend and they each probably got five kids. It's back in the day. A lot of children roaming around. That's a lot of people, right? Right? Jesus was not shocked by the miracle when he gave thanks to the Father. He wasn't like, OMG. That was not Jesus. Right? He fully expected. He lived in the supernatural. And so can we. We shouldn't be shocked. OMG. No, that's what we expected. That's what we believe. This is our going beyond year. We walk in favor everywhere that we go. We know that God's got us. We know that we are healed by the stripes of Jesus. We know that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You cannot steal our hope because we have great expectation that our God is good and our God is faithful and we will prevail because the enemy is already under my feet. He's that dirty gum. That's him. Loser. Remind him of who he is. Anytime, any day, remind him. Right? We can live in the supernatural, yet the average Christian is living a superficial life and not supernatural. Mark 6, 52. For they considered not 
the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Consider the miracles, guys. Consider the fragments. Remember all that God has brought you through and what God has brought your nana through and what God has brought your mama through and what God is about to do. Remember the fragments. Remember the fragments. Don't forget the miracles. It won't sustain you, but your heart will. Guard your heart and get laser focused. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of any more of your life. Not another second, right? To lie to you, deprive you, drain you, and destroy you because that's his goal. That's his only goal because he's a liar and all he could do is a lie. Don't fall for the lies. Don't fall for the distraction. Pastor Dan preached a fire message on Sunday. Who was here? Oh my gosh. Yes. I get so stirred up about the word, right? Been here 25 years. And every time I get an opportunity to hear the word, I know that God's got something for me. And I know my life will never be the same when I apply that word. The message was help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Because let me tell you, we've all been there at some point in our life. Unbelief through lack of knowledge, disbelief through religious teaching. Because religious teaching along the way has taught you that prosperity is not for you. That the power of the Holy Spirit is not for you. That this giving is not a, they just want to take your money. No, God says, where your treasure is, your heart is also. My heart is planted in the house of God. This is where my heart is, right? Natural unbelief through the five senses when we're just operating in the natural, when we're just operating what's going on. No, we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. Bitter unbelief through a bitter heart towards God. Heck no. Our God is good and nobody and nothing will ever tell me otherwise, right? And familiar unbelief, producing offense through familiarity. When you get familiar with the word, when you get familiar with church and it's just familiarity, what is it doing? Producing offense. Let's get rid of all unbelief. How many are ready to clean out the closet of your heart? We're going to dig out all the bad, let all the good stay in. We're going to garden it, right? Let's get rid of any disbelief, any doubt, any bitterness, and we're going to get rid of any familiarity, right? And we're about to flip the script, love life. Whatever that means. We're going to flip the script. Let's go. We're turning the world upside down for Jesus, right? Because they're upside down. They think we're right side up, but we got to let them know you guys is upside down. And we are, anyways. We're going to flip the script because we can become so sensitive to God and his word and his plan and his purpose and his promises that we become hard-hearted, cold, insensitive, unfeeling, and unyielding to the things of this world. That's where we're going to be cold to. That's where we're going to be unyielding. That's where we're going to be insensitive. Amen? Amen. Belief starts in your heart. And we're going to go through this series dealing with matters of the heart. And God's got so much for us. We're going to take care of the little things. And we're going to take, get planted. And we're going to be faithful with the little. And God's going to make us ruler over much. Amen. 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 I hope you guys received something tonight. I hope you guys all still love me because I love you greatly. I love you so very much. I'll see you guys on Sunday. Love you guys. Have a great night.
Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.